This message is brought to you by Regeneron. If you have diabetes, listen closely because your ears could help your eyes. Excess sugar from diabetes could lead to eye damage and vision loss, even blindness, and you might not even notice it at first. So remember, now is the time to get your eyes checked. Eye care is especially important with diabetes. See a path forward with actions and potential treatment options that may help your eyes and protect against vision loss. Go see an eye care specialist and visit nowic.com to take charge of your eyesight. That is N-O-W-E-Y-E-S-E-E.com. You are now tuned in to Hollywood Ways with Doug and Breezy. Oh, hey, Ted. I know that you like the lies, know you like the way it shines. There's no other place you'd rather be. This is how we do it. Exhausted edition because we shot the first day of the new project, which we will give the title up very soon. And we're not being secretive. We're just trying to be smart because we don't want a bunch of haters coming after us. We want to just deliver the good quality that we believe we're going to do. So um, we're going to bring on a couple of actors uh, and friends who are in the show. But first, Ted Foxman, day one on the set. How do you feel? Um, poorer <laughs> and uh, tired. Yeah, are you tired? Well, I uh, I probably slept three hours last night. Me too. And, uh, was that stress? I like what? a I like a like a late morning. I'd yeah. rather start a meeting at ten a.m. and finish at midnight than yeah. start at seven a.m. and finish at. 8. Well, it's interesting because Ted, you know, he's producing, but he hasn't done it before. But he's like, why don't we just start shooting at ten? I'm like, well, once the sunlight runs out, then we can't shoot anymore. So we had to get here, and you were here at six forty-five. Yeah, about that. I think I got up or somewhere around five something. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the day today. So everyone knows was uh, a lot of people that we've never worked with. I don't mean Ted that I've never worked with actors, including my girlfriend who will come on here, Sarah Sanderson. I've never actually worked with her besides home tapings, which is one of the most yeah, let's miserable not get into the home video experience. Collection. No, no, no. I did. <laughs> Foxman. I was not talking about that. I'm way too old for garbage like that. I am talking about sometimes Sarah has auditions and she asks me to be the the cameraman, which is ah. one of the. It's one of um, the worst experiences a human can do because, first of all, she doesn't really want to hear what I have to say, although now that she's acting in my show, she has no choice but to listen to me. But when she's doing, you know, auditions for something else, she says, maybe you don't get this, you don't get this, but, you know, and maybe I don't. Who the fuck knows? But anyway, <laughs> we're here. We got the day going. We had a very complicated shot, especially very. like most people will not shoot a shot like I shot today on an independent small production where you really, if you don't get it, it's over. And before lunch today, it was pretty nightmarish because we didn't think we had it. And it wasn't because of anyone's fault. No. It's just a complicated thing. So you seemed very calm, though. I was not calm. And my, and my girlfriend and Michaela, who's also in the show, who will be on in a minute, thought I was mad at them. But I was not. I was mad at the universe for fucking me. I, I've, learned your, uh, I've learned your tones. Yeah. We've spent so much time together that I can kind of tell when you're, you're angry or stressed or nervous or anxious or angry at me. Yeah. You don't usually hold back so i felt like you were fine i can understand why that would be misinterpreted uh i thought it was first of all it was an amazing experience but the the biggest piece of it the reason why i was calm is you know there's that scene in thelma louise 
like my car is already off the edge of the cliff. Like, like there's <laughs> nothing gone. for me to talk about. Like yeah. it's gone. Yeah. I have to put my faith in you that you know what you're doing. Uh, you know, I don't like betting on loser horses and yeah. you're you're a winning horse. So I got to make sure that I give you every bit of support. You don't need more stress or anxiety from my direction. Wow. I like Cause that's that. just going to make you feel bad. And tell us, I want to repeat here, that to here, Sarah Sanderson. I'm not a money guy. Up. Like I don't want to like my goal here. I moved to Hollywood, you know, almost six years ago. I wanted to be in this business. My goal was not to be a money guy. Now, I happen to have money, and so I'm happy to support the artistic endeavors that I'm involved in. But I don't want to just give somebody money, and I definitely don't want to be somebody who's like, hey, I gave all the money, and I'm, I'm a little worried about what you're doing here because yeah. that doesn't help your creative process. Yeah, so. well, it wasn't even a worry. Listen, the reality is you only have so many days, and you have to get stuff. And That's sometimes right. often on an independent production, you, you can't get stuff, and it's – over it's like you live with it you get to the editing yep. room and you're miserable for the rest of your life that you didn't get it yeah we pulled it off today which was pretty miraculous and we had you know sometimes on a, on a production like this you wouldn't get uh video playback first of all it can waste a lot of time because actors want to sit there and watch it over and over and it's expensive yeah but we did have it and what we realized is while we were sitting at lunch trying to figure out how to solve the fact that we didn't nail this this oneer, which is going to open the show, um, and, and I don't want to get people too excited. It's not uh, Boogie Nights, and it's not the player, and it's not Goodfellas. But it is a pretty. It was a pretty tough shot, and doing yeah. it in four hours, where a movie of you know, if this was a thirty million dollar budget, which isn't even a big budget for a movie, if we're going to bring on the girls who've both worked with with James Gunn, who's you know got two hundred million dollars to work with. If James Gunn was shooting this scene, it would take two days, yeah. you know, and we had four hours, five hours, but. Um, when we watched it at lunch, when I was extremely concerned that we didn't have it, I mean, I actually was sure we didn't have it. We watched it, and we actually did have it, and it really worked great. You know, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Me, Yeah, I, and I can't wait to see it when it's done. Yeah, so you look like you're going to fall asleep at the mic. No, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things that I, I've got a lot of mixed emotions going on. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm anxious. You yeah. know, we're, one of the things that we're doing, which is great, we're shooting on film. Yeah. You know, like, we're, like I don't have a backup. <laughs> Like I'm sitting here going, pray oh, to God, it, let's get that thing over to the developers. Yeah, what if it copies? doesn't come like, out? Let's go. You know that reminds me. You brought up this story, but you know, once upon a time, and since uh, Michaela, who's going to come on, is friends with Tommy Lee, but and Sarah Sanderson, hopefully, doesn't get offended by the story. Oh, we're going was, back to the videotape thing. Uh, no, this is oh. no, 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 the videotape. Fourteen years old. I'm in the Cayman Islands. I'm with my friend Mitch Krieger, and he asked me if you could. Okay, let's let's be not uh, vulgar because I'm a nice guy now. If you could marry any woman on the planet Earth, who would it be? And I swear to God, I'm in the Cayman Islands, which at the time was a very underdeveloped place where not a lot of people were. And like I said, late, late 80s. Is this this is uh, I'm 14 years old. This is 1984, I think. So I say uh, Heather Locklear. Okay, and then the next day on the life of my kids, I look out the balcony at my small little condo of 20 condos there and. I'm looking at the beach, and there's this guy with tats who weighs 114 pounds, and there's this beautiful woman in a red bikini. And I'm like, Mitch, I think Heather Locklear is on the beach. I don't know who she's with because I didn't even know who Tommy Lee was when I was in 14 years old. So we look out. We got binoculars, and I'm like, it's fucking Heather Locklear. And I go, this is like God telling me that I'm going to be with Heather Locklear. I said it last night, and then she shows up. So I'm like, I'm going down there, and I'm basically going to tell her that uh, I'm going to be with her. So I go down, and I'm with my cousin, Lauren Newman, who's like the best. But Lauren Newman was taking photography. She's in 11th or 12th grade. I'm in like 9th or 10th grade, whatever it is. She's taking photography class. So she's got her camera, and I'm like, let's go down. We're going to Heather Locklear. I walk down to Heather Locklear, and I go, 
I got to get a picture with you and make my girlfriend jealous. And I got my cousin, professional photographer over here, who's going to take the picture. She takes the picture. And uh, I then say, we got to bring it to the whatever, photomat of the Cayman Islands, whatever it's called. Because you used to take pictures with a camera and film. Yeah. And because you're worried, like, God forbid something happens to this camera. But I want to get it developed right now. Like, you're worrying about this. So I have it. Like, you're right now going, what if nothing came out from today? We got the shot. What if nothing comes out? So anyway... She won't let me get this picture developed in the Cayman Islands because it's too expensive, whatever it was. And I'm 14. I can't really be like, oh, I'll pay for it because I, I don't have any money. I'm 14. So we wait till we get home. And I probably wait 10 days. And I will post this picture. Well, actually, we don't shoot video anymore because podcast one doesn't think I'm worth the time of, of, of paying for video anymore. But she cut my head off. I'm with Heather Locklear in the top of my I, fucking I've, head. Is I've cut seen off. the picture. Yeah. O- other than the fact that I might know like a, a very good analog for your nipples, I would never <laughs> know it was you. No, you could tell it's me. Yeah, the dimples, right at right at the, the bottom of the chin. I think you could. <laughs> well, so that's what happened to me, and I hope that doesn't happen tomorrow where we get yeah, this film. Yeah, let's and- uh, let's let's change the topic of the film going sideways or somebody's head cutting off. Is yeah, that- well, the only thing that I know that's happened is we've spent a lot of money today. Ooh. We're spending. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a day to make sure that this comes out great. We're using top-notch talent. We're using top-notch uh, crew. And and you just pray to God that, like, did no, somebody not, get it? Not hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. Let's make sure people are clear. We're, we're, we're a low budget, but we're, we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and multiple. So, yeah. yeah. So you're stressed. Well, all right. Well, I mean, I'm stressed only in the – I just hope it all works out. Did you like what you saw, though? If if it comes out on film, if it's well, not I, if head you remember, if you remember a couple of times, probably three or four times today, we're sitting there in what's called Video Village. There's a couple of monitors set up. You're seeing the playback and you're yeah. seeing the shots live that are being seen from the camera, but you're not seeing it the way the camera sees it. You're seeing it in some degraded fashion yeah. that's being displayed on a monitor for you know quick and dirty purposes. It looks dark. It looks like everybody's turned all the lights off. I'm like, can we get a candle in there? Like, what's happening? Like, is this going to look like a horror film? And you're like, no, don't worry. It's 500 times brighter on the camera. Like, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. And then four hours later, Kevin Connolly walks into Video Village after shooting a scene and goes, this looks like a fucking horror movie. And you lost your mind. And I started getting the sweats. And, you know, (laughs) I lost my mind because Kevin Connolly likes to say he looks like Sean McVeigh. I said, what kind of fucking motivator are you? We got the producer here who's never, ever been on a, a film set that I know of or never uh, been on I've one. never been the, on one that I was paying all of it. Yeah, for. so uh, he says this to him, and I saw your face, and it's, it's, it's going to look beautiful. RDP, Dave Perkle, it's great. We saw the camera test with Sarah, who's going to come on in a minute, and, and uh, I'm starting to wind down now. I'm starting to hit the wall. We got to be back on set at 6.30 tomorrow. Yep. I just did the Victory podcast before this. Yep. We got this one. But now we're going to bring on who... You know, these are two special ladies who are in the show, and I think people are going to really love them because I think they killed it today. What do, what do you think, Ted? I, I thought they were awesome. I mean, to be honest with you, I just wish we could e- increase the amount of camera time that they have. Just Not put up only some in more this money. pilot, but uh, on all of them. Put so, up more money, Producer know. Ted. So anyway, here we got Sarah Sanderson, who who I don't know how she scored this role. but um, she <laughs> No, she's super talented comedian, actor, and we finally got to work together. But we got to work together in a way where I'm in charge, and she's got to listen to what I tell her, which in the house, that doesn't work. So, And Michaela Hoover, how are you guys doing? We are we so are good. good. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Uh, did you mention I'm your girlfriend? I think everyone knows that. I think that everyone already. knows I that, I don't Sarah. think they know that. I post you. F- 
40 times a day. So. All right. That's really sweet. Well, just in case nobody knows. So you guys have, have both done lots of stuff, actually. Sarah's actually worked with Charlie. What, what, you both worked with Charlie we Sheen both before. Worked with Charlie so Sarah Sheen. worked with Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Michaela worked with Anger Management. Anger Management. Mm-hmm. So are you guys excited to be back in a, in a Charlie Sheen project, or is Doug Ellen more exciting, or Ted Foxman? I mean, I'm Ted. excited. Uh, Two and a Half Men was one of my favorite roles that I had ever done. And uh, she said Charlie Sheen over Doug Ellen. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to you. Michaela said Ted over I both did. of you guys. Oh. So it's great. <laughs> uh, but Charlie was great to work with, so I'm obviously excited to be working with him again. And he's great and nice and very talented. And one of the best listeners that I've ever worked with when you are in the scene with him He's really listening and reacting off of you, which is great. And Michaela, what was your experience? I had such, when I worked with Charlie on anger management, (laughs) I uh, had such an amazing experience with him. He was so professional. He talked to everyone. He was so kind. He hit his mark. He knew all his lines, which a lot of the actors didn't. And then I went over to Two and a Half Men right after. Oh, you did Two and a Half Men too? Yeah, right after um, anger... Anger management. I'm so tired, yes. (laughs) Uh, Right after anger management. Oh, wait, you did... Charlie's gone at I that did, point. No, no, I did. I did. Yeah, I did with Charlie first, and then I went to Two and a Half Men like two weeks later. But Charlie's gone from Charlie Two and a Half Men. Charlie was gone. So yeah. Chuck was like, "Oh, how was Charlie asking me all these questions?" And I've told Charlie this. I I told Chuck he was one of the most stand up actors I've worked with. He was so professional. He was amazing. I hope I get to work with him again. Well, that's what I think people are going to find. And and now it's interesting. We're in 2022 where. You know, mental health and drug addiction is really looked at as something that, you know, you want to help people. You want them to redeem from it. And, and I think people are going to find because I've spent a lot of time with a lot of people. and I've gotten to know Charlie over the last two years. And, you know, obviously, I don't want to excuse anything that happened before. But I know that this guy, if he's not on anything, is one of the best people I've met in this town. And so, such a professional. Yeah, but he's also really a good, kind person. Yes. And even when we started this show... I gave him this idea that he loved, but he said, I'm down the road with somebody already, even though I like this better, and I don't want to screw them over. I want to f- see that through. And I said, I respect that, and, and you should do that. So, you know, I, I, that, that's the type of people that I want to work with, I and agree. I've seen him that he has really been so engaged in this, and, you know, we go back and forth. We talk every night about the show, and he's excited, and I'm excited, so it's good. So how did you guys feel on this set today? Um, I felt great, but I wanted to get to uh, working with you. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to work with you. Yes. Sounds like it, yeah. No, <laughs> I am. But to see you, <laughs> I haven't been able to see you in like, taking charge yeah. and you know, running You've a set. You've seen me as a loser. Basically, I've been a loser you since you know me. You have not been a loser. No. You have been a podcaster. Well, You have become that's a true. voice actor. And a professional pickleballer. And you have a professional pickleballer, yes. Pickle whatever. But no, it's been really great to see, and you've been loving the process. You and enjoyed writing the script you've been loving working with Ted and Mark and it's great to see you loving what you're doing yeah and I think that's important for everyone to know and and one of the things for me everybody always wants to know why don't you do more stuff because I don't like a lot of people and I don't want to work with people that I don't want to work with and I'm lucky enough that I have enough money I don't have a ton but I have enough money that I don't have to work with with shitheads and assholes so I've avoided that to the best of my ability and so far today what a what a great group of people that I mean yeah, Jamie Lynn Siegler energy. and Breezy yes. and Kamiko Glenn and I don't want to leave anybody out uh, what am I missing I'm so tired 
tired. Kevin Conley, obviously. Um, <laughs> yep. Zulai. Zulai. Yeah, and, Zulai. And, and yeah. These two lovely girls. Yeah. So it was, it was a fun the day. The energy was really good. But my question, Doug, is why don't you put yourself in this? It's, you know what? You are so animated. I was watching you the back The funding there, like, is going to dry up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tragic because I started writing a show before this that I wrote for me. And then... I spoke to Scott Kahn about it, and he was like, I like that. And I'm like, well, obviously, he's going to be better than me, so I did that. Then I start writing this new show, and I'm like, I could be good. And then Kevin Connolly's like, I want to do that. And I'm like, he's going to be better than me. And the truth is, I'm meant to be behind the scenes. It just well, is the way it is. why can't you do both? Uh, you know what? If the show is successful, and you know, I put myself a little bit on Entourage, Nobody seemed to really give a shit, you know. And I, <laughs> I think I, you're wrong about and that. And I got to tell you, one of the best days of my life was like I, I was in a small little scene in Entourage, and the next day I went to Fred Siegel, um, uh, Moro's Cafe, which I used to eat at, which is the, where we shot the pilot of Entourage. But I used to eat there like three or four times a week, and all these people were like, "You were an extra on Entourage last night," and I really I enjoyed that. I like that so more than more than again, them recognizing Doug. that he's the creator of Entourage. Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh, we saw you last night. One hundred percent. I yeah. enjoyed it more. But I thought it's intoxicating. I thought offers were going to come, and not only did they not, I, no, my agents didn't even like say, so "Oh, you were good." Yeah, Wait, nothing. can I say why? It's because you had such a small role. It's hard to really. There are no small roles. Sarah, right. just small actors. And I'm just I guess saying, I if you but, gave yourself a larger role, I think you would be discovered, and you would have offers rolling uh, in. Yeah, well, I, I think that this this I think this series is going to line up where Doug's going to probably be able to play a role in front of the camera as well. I have behind. a feeling I, that's there's, there's a there's a there's a really great opportunity here for Doug to showcase something that he's got. In spite my, of all the hair, other, my all, new hair. Of, well, the hair for sure. The but hair looks great, we definitely man. need to get that on camera. But in in spite of all the other talents that he might have behind the camera, he has a great voice, and really a does. lot of this show is going to be set in a spot in a spot that will allow him to actually showcase that. So. I don't know how it will happen yet. We've even discussed uh, the topic, but it, 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 I think it's going to happen. More what I, what I will say, though, about myself is because a lot of people in this town, it's ego, ego, ego. I do like performing, and I do want to do it, but my goal with this show was to make a really great show. Yeah. And if I can find people that I know I can count on, because the truth is, even when we're doing this scene today, you could see how complicated it is for non-actors. I don't want to be the schmuck on the set that really like is worrying about hitting marks. I'm good like in front of this microphone, and you put a camera in my face, and I'll amuse you. Or as Michaela knows, you come to the house for a party. I give you five minutes on edibles, and everybody gets a laugh, and then I go to bed. <laughs> and he says, get out. Leave, everybody. She said that's her favorite part. My favorite, make everyone leave. My favorite Doug is, is tired, grumpy Doug, which yeah. we're about to see very soon. Really? Well, very soon you're going to see a sleep Doug, because I really, I really am very tired. And I could not sleep last night. And today, while the the set was was stressful, I was more stressed because you know, and Ted thinks I'm a weirdo. But we just got this new shelter dog, and I just don't. I didn't want to leave her all day. I felt bad, so that was bothering me too. And then Ted goes, "I got a million bucks on the line, and you're worried about this fucking dog." We're worried about like I have three dogs. I'm not worried about my dogs. They're at home. They run around. They sit on the couch. They eat. They go in the backyard. They're having a great day. They don't need me there for that. You don't and have the connection with your dog that I have with my dog. It's just that. Uh, well, we, we, can, we can all debate whether that's true. Ask and your and dog you and ask my dog. Just, I, oh, well, we can have that conversation later. But 
in the end, this is one of the biggest days, I think, collectively of our lives. Yeah. And it's about to mark a, a real new chapter for us. And I'm not really thinking about my dogs at the moment. I am. I am. Not because I don't love them. Yeah, I, I just know that they're going to be fine. Yeah. And I then when I get home, about my dog. You know, yeah. well, I, no, I know you mentioned it during the day. A few and Michaela loves her dog the same way. Sarah, I'm not sure Sarah's connected oh, okay. with Boo, Boo as much. Boo was stuck in a crate for six hours. in like somebody's pocket. Yeah, no, she I, really does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Michaela has this little dog that we thought about putting in the show. And then you have to. She is so you know what? funny. Once we're God willing, just up and running, just you, you, when you're doing a pilot, you just can't have any. I mean, we had a baby on the set today, which is always challenging. And actually, uh, Kenny, Kevin Connolly's baby, Kennedy Connolly, was phenomenal. She, she uh, really was. She really delivered. So that was I was, I'll be honest with you, that was my biggest concern of the yeah, day. Well, when I, I did, like, oh, when I did this really pilot uh, 40 at HBO and Eddie Burns, I, I, or Michael Rappaport and Eddie Burns, I gave them all babies, and it was tough. It was added a lot of stuff. But the show was still, by the way, excellent, and thanks a lot, HBO, for fucking me on that one. I appreciate <laughs> that. But uh, so anyway. Um, <laughs> Your gift basket is on its way. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I heard you got some flowers today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, so, here we go. A little shameless By the way, on the set. Yeah, uh, well, on the set, these she flowers. so stressed about that. Everybody thought I sent oh you the God. flowers. It was awesome. Yeah, but all I thought, you know, listen, I thought some girl sent me the flowers. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, Sarah's going to be really upset with this. I, we, we, we're going to go off on a slight tangent here, and, and Sarah's friend's going to come into play because we watch this show. Sarah's friend's host, uh, Love is Blind, which everybody should check out this show because it's excellent. But these couples, they meet, like, blindly. They don't know each other, and then some of them propose. And one of the couples proposed. They're they together. don't see each other. Like, yeah, they don't the, see each that's other. That's the key part. But anyway, one of these couples gets together, and they, they cry, and they're in love, and this and that. Then they're together, and it's like 12 days later. And the woman goes to the, the, to the guy, like, are you going to, like, we're getting married in two weeks. They're supposed to get married. Are you going to be like this, like, when we're married? And he says, like, what? And she says, like, going out every night. And he goes, I've only gone out three nights this week. They only know each other like 11 days. He's gone out three nights. And, and then she goes, well, at least if you're going to go out, like, could you come home by 2 a.m.? And I'm like, this guy is coming home at like 4 a.m., three nights a week. Anyway, my point is Sarah Sanderson's friend, Rachel Sterling, said, what did she say on Instagram that like um, I'm, I'm out and about? Oh, what? yeah, yeah. No, she goes, because, you know, I'm scared of COVID. And she wrote something on my Instagram like, well, you live with Doug, and that guy's all over the place. So if you haven't had what? COVID by now, you're not going to get it. That's the true sign true. of somebody who does not really know you. I mean, yeah. I don't go anywhere. What? And then uh, 90% you know, of the time when I call you, you're in your bed. And the truth is, <laughs> no Sarah, matter what time of day it but is. But Sarah can now pretend this didn't enter her brain. But for like three days, you get just the, the ever little so- – where you go? I'm like, to the <laughs> no. bathroom? To the kitchen? He's to, lying. I mean, like, I, I legitimately only leave my house for podcasts, pickleball, and pizza. I mean, <laughs> and occasionally a bagel. And a, a ba- I mean, I don't do anything. No. And it's like, I, I just, and Sarah doesn't want to, like, say, what do you mean? Because I think she's scared, like, she might find out something. Like, while Sarah's sleeping, I sneak out of the house and I go to the clubs or something. It's very, it's very strange. What but an I, odd comment. But I, I personally want to ask her what yeah. she is talking about. Because <laughs> I think anyone who knows me, and by the way, this is not new. Anyone who knows me since I'm 18 will go, what do you mean he goes out? Like, goes out where? Like, I don't go anywhere. I'm like the guy who tells all my friends, like, yeah, yeah, I'll probably go to Vegas on that trip with you. And, and they know I'm go. not going. I'm never going. It's just I don't do that. I've invited you on multiple trips. Yeah, you, I don't, you never go. I don't go. I don't so. even know if you own any luggage. Hulu has the shows and movies you love and is committed to providing a platform for black stories to continue to be seen with the Hulu Black Stories Hub. 
Watch Women of the Movement, produced by Sean Carter and Will Smith, and all seasons of Snowfall and Atlanta. Catch up on Queens, Grand Crew, Blackish, and Abbott Elementary. Binge RuPaul's Drag Race, Powered, Queen Sugar, Tyler Perry's Have and Have Nots, Hulu Originals, Wu Tang, and American Saga, Woke, and more. With all those plus classics like Living Single and Family Matters, docuseries like Your Attention, Please, and Black Love, and Hulu Original Movies like The United States vs. Billie Holiday, and Onyx Collective's award winning documentary, Summer Soul, you can find stories and storytellers that highlight and celebrate black history, past and present, on Hulu's Black Stories Hub, 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply. Back to the flowers. Yeah. Uh, it was cute because you just kept saying over and over again, oh, don't tell my girlfriend that these are here. She's going to be upset. Someone sent me flowers. I couldn't imagine who would have sent me flowers, but it's very sweet of you, and I thank you, and uh, and we got to get those home now. But honestly, I think you guys did such a great job you today. You guys and really that, did. That, that shot is so cool. I That shot on a, on a normal set would have taken a, a week. Yeah, tell, I think like a week. I mean, that was insane. Tell James Gunn maybe I should do second unit I, for him. <laughs> 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 I could bring it in under budget. By the way, speaking of second units and budgets, one of the guys on the crew, I'm paying attention to what everybody's doing because they're all working crew members of yeah. all sorts of places. And he's wearing a, a, what says a four sixes ranch shirt, which if you watch Yellowstone, which I'm a huge fan of, yeah. that's a location that, that Yellowstone takes place in. And I said, oh, you're a Yellowstone guy? He goes, yeah, I just came off of 1883. Oh, it's supposed and to be And I said, oh. Because I've seen the whole thing, and I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. He tells me that these seven episodes were like $230 million. They spent $30 million an episode on these seven episodes. And when I looked, I was watching the show, and I'm starting to watch entertainment now with a totally different eye than I was even you know, six months ago. And I'm going, how are they doing all this? Because they're catching like 40 angles of the same scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have multiple cameras. He goes, we have – Second units, everybody's rolling. There's six cameras going simultaneously. Right. I'm like, how do you guys not bump into each other and see? It's all see? choreographed. He goes, it like is unbelievably choreographed. Yeah. He goes, it is unbelievable. Like, it was really, yeah. really challenging. I mean, you're, you're seeing it. And awesome. You're seeing a different animal. But what I will say is we're going to look as good as any half hour on television. Absolutely. A so, thousand percent. Yeah, I thought it did. I mean, it looked that that. When you see it on film, though. Holy I mean, it's, it's and, and the Entourage movie, too, whether people liked it or not. It was a twenty-five million dollar movie, and it looks as good as any uh, any comedy that's going to be in the theaters. Like it, it's it's a we have an incredible crew. I am very highly attuned to making something look as cinematic as possible for a comedy, which obviously is more dialogue driven than you know action films, eighteen eighty three or stuff. James Gunn does he does comedy yeah. obviously also, but big giant movies. You know this is not that, but still this is going to look exceptionally good well you insisted in our process i mean there was a discussion we had because it's actually a very big budgetary item yeah and you were like we are shooting on film like i gotta try and get that done yeah so last night i get a i get a text from a a buddy of mine who used to run sony's independent uh label uh the orchard and he sees the picture that i posted of the cans of film that had arrived he goes you're shooting this on film yeah i said yes sir (laughs) and he goes 
oh holy shit yeah right like people are excited just just to see that oh really yeah so just to see like the process of us doing it differently than most people are doing it otherwise we're going to have a totally different look a totally different feel a totally different yeah and honestly like when we started on entourage you know before most things were in widescreens and i remember hbo called me pretentious when i said i wanted to shoot in widescreen in 2003 and i said the tvs are going to be you know 80 yeah. feet big within a few years. And then, like, wow. all of a sudden, Joey, the, the Friends spinoff, was shooting in widescreen. And I would call them. I'm like, we have James Cameron on this set. We're going to shoot in a fucking little box. So it's always been very important to me yeah. to be as cinematic as possible. And at the same time, what I want to say is I bring in the people like our DP, Dave Perkle, who can help me find that vision. Because that's not my specialty. My whatever it's worth is dialogue and character and stuff like that. But I surround myself, which I hope you see that. With people who are smarter than me and and can can help us get to the place that I know we will excel at. So it was, you know, one of the things that I love, you know, even from my past lives, I, I, I love watching professional execution. Yeah. So my favorite thing to do is like when I'm at Disneyland, I'm trying to figure out where everybody's going, how they're moving. Like stuff. You like to see how the guy get, makes the roller coaster. I, stop I like or? to see every single part of it because I'm so fascinated with how do people execute something really well. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge admirer of people who can execute something really well. I agree. And I'm watching this today and I'm like, I like even like little stupid things that people don't even notice. Like, they use a different color tape for when the film canister is done and then they wrap it so you can't break the seal. And I'm going, somebody had to order that tape so it would be here for this purpose. Like, oh, these, they these had are, everything covered. These it's just are, like awesome. I said, this crew. No, it was awesome to watch. But this crew is an Emmy caliber crew. Yep, it was and awesome. And they are to working watch. for us for a lot less money because they've worked with me before and they think we have something special. Yep. And, and I think we do too. But also, you said something earlier like you wanted to be creatively involved. You had a moment today. Like, you said something to me and, and you. You waited a little longer than you should have, but you said something to me, and we, 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 we moved back, and we got it. I mean, did you feel good about that? Well, I when I when I watched uh, the scene that you're talking about, which I don't want to give away because it's a, a fun scene in the in the show. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, you know, there's this moment, and then I just realized that everything had cut up, and and they were taking the baby away, oh. and everything was going, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I missed that. Cameras, so are I gone, ran out to you gone. right away. Yeah. And you gave me that look because I didn't want to stress you out. And you gave me that look like, oh, what's what's happening now? And I said, no, wouldn't it be cool if? And you were like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Except the baby was gone. So yeah. we had to convince Connolly no, to bring no, the baby back. It was not the baby was gone. The cameras were gone. Yeah, the everything was, everything was all moving. broken down. You know, it was the thing moving. is, for anyone who's listening, once the shot is over, especially given the time constraints that we have, People are moving and everything is broken down, but we got it back and we got the shot. And it was great, and I think it's going to be. I would be shocked if it's not in the final cut. I would be shocked. So, but wow. I'm, but my I'm excited is, to see that. My point is, is you're getting to you're getting to really like be engaged and be involved. Well, and you're and, get, you're giving me that opportunity, regardless of whether or not I'm putting in any money. Like part of the thing that part of the reason why I probably delayed giving you that input was because. I don't want to mess with you. You're yeah. you're the pro in this spot, and I trust you in that spot. It's like going to a doctor and telling him where to cut. Like, but but at, but as that? I said, and why I think the crew wants to come back and actors want to come back and work with me, even though I haven't really worked in six or seven years, to be honest with you. But I'm a I I'm all about the best idea. I don't care where it comes from, and I like it feeling like a family group, and I like empowering everybody to feel like they have a, you a say in the process. So, And I think it's going to benefit us really well. So, But anyway, I'm 
literally dying. Like Thank literally. You. I know I know a lot of morons say the word literally. Oh yeah, it's real. I late. feel like it's possible I could die. We're gonna get so, let's not have that happen. Done, so right. let's get Before you die, bed. I just wanna say I'm excited to work with Ted as well. Me and too. I loved your Instagram post. Uh, about how you know it's never too late to have your dreams come true and that you're on a set and that you're being creatively involved and thank you and thank you for hiring us and giving yes, us this opportunity to play. We are so, so, so Well, you grateful. guys are fun and, and you know, and, and, yeah, and some people can say, you know, Sarah knows I gave her a hard time because she, you know, she throws out ideas and obviously Sarah's not a self-serving person but obviously she wants to act and she, you know, some of the opportunities in this town have, have, have dried up in certain scenarios as we all know and, and, and it is what it is we can't complain you adapt and you you adjust and you do what but i actually think these you guys now really have really have characters in the show that actually make that this this setting feel alive and better and and you know as you saw today like we had this actor today james lau who i just loved uh, you know and i'm a i'm a very big believer and i told sarah that i don't give away shit i don't go oh you know what it's just a couple lines let's give it to that guy i believe that the best way to succeed is that every single role is filled with people who theoretically could be stars. That could be their own show, their own podcast, yeah. their own voice, whatever it is. So James Lau, who, who shot the first scene today, and I knew it from when I met him, and I, I had a two-hour conversation with him before he ever came on to play a very small role in this. I said, James, I saw a couple of your things, and I just see something in you that I believe can work. So today we shot a scene with him, and then immediately I go, we got to figure out how to find more for him, which is you know kind of what happened after we did the, uh, the walkthrough the other day. So... I believe top to bottom, crew, cast, we've got just a superstar lineup, and I'm excited. And tomorrow we we'll are get- so excited and so grateful. I, I'll tell you something, too, especially since these two ladies are here. I didn't, I mean, obviously, I saw the amount of diversity we were bringing into this script and how much we were doing with the story. I realized today as I'm watching, so much of this show is female driven. Yeah. It is yeah, awesome. Yeah. But it- I also want to say, because I don't want, <laughs> I, I, I want to be real clear, like who I am and what I've always been. The females on Entourage were amazing. And every one of them has come on Victory, the podcast, to talk about how it changed their lives and their careers. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's always a really offensive thing to me when people start talking about Entourage as this boys club and this bullshit. But that being said, this show is just like Entourage was. Entourage was about four guys from New York who were best friends who come out to Hollywood. And it was their look at the absolute accurate way that Hollywood was in 2003. This is going to be the absolute, really authentic look at Hollywood in 2022. And it is more diverse now. And it's not that I did that then. I did what was real. And there weren't a lot of color or many female agents, but we still found that thing. This one, though, and I I saw it from the minute we started today with James Lau, who's, um, I think he's Chinese-American, um, and Breezy, who's African American, yep. and um, Kamiko, uh, Kamiko Glenn. Glenn. But there's nothing pandering about this. So when no. people go, oh, they want to talk, we're n-, there is nothing PC, and there is nothing done for any other reason than it's the most organic way it's to the best. We we picked the best people for the roles. We yeah. we agonized over I those choices that. and made sure that we were doing it. And in fact, one of the crazy things about it, as as it went today, we're here in the first t- scene of a lock script, and you're like. I, I got to rewrite stuff so he can, we can get more, yeah. more of him in here. Yeah, and we're going to get James back in Friday. So anyway, we're going to get more of you guys. 
Ted's going to have more creative ideas if he makes it through the night because I'm sure uh. this guy doesn't like to get out this early. But anyway, we'll be back uh, maybe before next week. Who knows? And we'll, we'll see if anybody listens and we'll keep updating. But that's Hollywood Ways. Yep. And uh, day two of filming our Untitled Project, which will be named by next week. And we'll have some type of press that says what it is. And we're figuring that out right now. But anyway, we'll be back. Hollywood Ways. Hulu has the shows and movies you love and is committed to providing a platform for black stories to continue to be seen with the Hulu Black Stories Hub. Watch Women of the Movement, produced by Sean Carter and Will Smith, and all seasons of Snowfall and Atlanta. Catch up on Queens, Grand Crew, Blackish, and Abbott Elementary. Binge RuPaul's Drag Race, Power, Queen Sugar, Tyler Perry's Have and Have Nots, Hulu Originals, Wu-Tang, and American Saga, Woke, and more. With all those plus classics like Living Single and Family Matters, docuseries like Your Attention, Please, and Black Love, and Hulu Original Movies like The United States vs. Billie Holiday and Onyx Collective's award-winning documentary, Summer Soul, you can find stories and storytellers that highlight and celebrate black history, past and present, on Hulu's Black Stories Hub, 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply.